you have your Bibles, you can open up to Genesis chapter 3. Good Friday is fast approaching. How many love those services when we come together just to honor the Lord and thank Him for the cross, for all that He's done in our lives? Genesis 3, beginning of verse 1. Now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, Has God indeed said, You shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, You shall not eat it, nor shall you touch it, lest you die. Then the serpent said to the woman, You will not surely die, for God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree desirable to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. She also gave to her husband with her, and he ate. Then the eyes of both of them were opened, and they knew that they were naked. And they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves coverings. And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord among the trees of the garden. Then the Lord God called to Adam and said to him, Where are you? So he said, I heard your voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, and I hid myself. And he said, Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree of which I commanded you that you should not eat? Then the man said, The woman who you gave to be with me, she gave me of the tree, and I ate. And the Lord God said to the woman, What is this you've done? And the woman said, The serpent deceived me, and I ate. So the Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, you are cursed more than all cattle and more than every beast of the field. On your belly you shall go, and you shall eat dust all the days of your life. And I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed. He shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. After the fall. Do you know what the Lord gave them after the fall? He gave them a prophetic word. We read it right here in the text that after the fall, the Lord didn't leave them with nothing. He gave them a prophetic word, and this is more profound than we will ever understand on this side of eternity. He gave them a prophetic word that spoke directly to the force that they would face. He gave them a prophetic word that spoke directly to the enemy that they would battle. He gave them a prophetic word that spoke directly to the journey that lie ahead. A prophetic word that declared a savior a prophetic word that declared freedom and deliverance, 
a prophetic word that declared victory, a prophetic word that would not lie. After the fall, God did not leave them. He gave them everything. The voice reads, God to the serpent, what you have done carries great consequences. Now you are cursed more than cattle or wild beasts. You will writhe on your belly forever, consuming the dust out of which man was made. Hear the Spirit. I will make you and your brood enemies of the woman and all her children. The woman's child will stomp your head, and you will strike his heel. The NIV reads, he will crush your head, and you will strike his heel. Now we know history. Yes, the man and woman were driven out of the garden. Yes, there were consequences to their sin. We are acquainted with the consequences of sin. We live in a world that is full of the consequence of sin. What did they have now after losing everything? They had the promise of God. And I trust you can hear it tonight that you too have the promise of God. A prophetic word, a sure word. It was a word that would see them through. It was a word that would comfort them. A word that would inspire them. A word that would drive them. A word that would bring strength to them. It was a word from God that would bring healing to them. A word that would cause a holy anger to rise within them. We are living in and with the after effects of the fall. Some would say it's not an easy life. What do we have now after really losing everything? Just the other evening driving in the car, the little son, why did Adam and Eve do that? <laughs> I've never thought that. We're like, we would never do that. If we could just head back, we'd be way smarter. What do we have now after losing everything? What is extended to us as a people? What is God delivering to humankind, those that would turn? those that would come into right relationship with him? What has he really declared to a fallen people? He's given a prophetic word to a fallen people. He's given the promise, that sure word, a word that would see us through, a word that would lead us on, a word that would point us in the right direction, a word that would comfort us and strengthen us, bring freedom to us, bring peace to us, a word that would heal us, and yes, cause a holy anger to burn within us against sin, against unrighteousness, against unholiness. 
A word that has been fulfilled and a word that still is being fulfilled. Verses 14 and 15 in the Living Bible. So the Lord God said to the serpent, this is your punishment. You are singled out from among all the domestic and wild animals of the whole earth to be cursed. You shall grovel in the dust as long as you live crawling along in your belly. From now on, you and the woman will be enemies, as will your offspring and hers. You will strike his heel, but he will crush your head. Enemies, we're included in this text. Your offspring will be enemies. Do we feel the strike at the heel? Yes. Is victory our portion? Yes. The text reads, but he will crush your head. Christ is our victory. The lamb is our victory. The lion is our victory. The Savior is our victory. The Son of God, Jesus Christ, is our victory. There is no greater promise. There is no greater prophetic word that we could ever receive on this side of eternity. There is no greater assurance, hope, strength, healing, comfort, inspiration. There's no greater drive. God has given us the greatest prophetic word that our great foe, our great enemy, would be crushed. And so we live with that in mind. And why does it help us live in victory? The New Century Version, I will make you and the woman enemies to each other. Your descendants and her descendants will be enemies. Are we enemies with the snake? One of her descendants will crush your head and you will bite his heel. The NET Bible reads, and I will put hostility. Is there a hostility in you? Hostility between you and the woman, between your offspring and her offspring. Her offspring will attack your head and you will attack her offspring's heel. Is there hostility in your spirit towards the enemy? Is the prophetic word being fulfilled in your living and in your life? This prophetic word that God declared when we fell. You will be enemies, not friends, not partners, no association. Jesus drew the line in Genesis 3. God drew the line in Genesis 3. The Spirit drew the line, defined the line, enemies, hostility. You know what the enemy is still aiming to do and is doing? Attacking our heel. The enemy is attacking our walk. He wants to take the grace out of it, wants to strike the poise out of it, wants to strike the majesty out of it, wants to strike the preciseness out of it. The enemy will strike your heel. The enemy will strike your walk. He is our enemy. There's hostility there. He's not our friend. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. 
The enemy comes to take the determination out of our walk, comes to strike at our heel and take the steadfastness out of our walk, take the life out of it and the zeal out of it and the fire out of it. He wants to render us crippled, paralyzed, or at least limping. He doesn't want us walking strong. Now, here's the thing. Do you know that the enemy knows full well the prophetic word God gave humanity? In Genesis 3. You don't think those words are still ringing in the snake's ears? He knows. Enemies, hostility. My head will be crushed, but he's seeking to strike as many heels as he possibly can to render as many Christians as he can weak. Because of Jesus, we have crushing power. Like Jesus, we must lift our heel when we feel the strike. And we must bring our heel down on the enemy's head. If we leave our heel down after we feel the strike, he'll keep on going. Enemies, hostility. Do we recognize the enemy's strike? We can handle the strike only because of the life of Jesus Christ flowing in our veins. But I want to say this tonight. We must be wise and not abuse the grace of his power. We have to lift our heel. Romans 16, 20 in the Amplified and the God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah, be with you. Can you receive the word tonight that you have crushing power? to crush the enemy, to fulfill the prophetic word of Genesis 3. God said enemies, hostility. Listen, we are in a holy war. It might not look like it when you wake up and when you leave. Perhaps it doesn't even really feel like it, but that is the reality. The enemy daily is trying to strike our heel, trying to ruin our walk, trying to take the life out of it, the steadfastness out of it, the faithfulness out of it, the commitment, the determination. Wants to render us crippled, paralyzed, to consume us, or at least have us limp on. The Passion Translation and the God of Peace will swiftly pound Satan to a pulp under your feet. And the wonderful favor of our Lord Jesus will surround you. We must lift our heel. And as we do, the crushing power of God is activated and ready to come down on the snake's head. This might sound like a mysterious thing, but that is the reality. In your walk, as you lift your heel, you understand that you have the crushing power of the risen Savior, Jesus Christ. The crushing power of God. God is not a man that he should lie. His word was declared in Genesis 3. I want to ask tonight, are we living that prophetic word? Are we fulfilling that prophetic word? 
If you're here tonight, you've never received a prophetic word, and you're thinking, I need one. I need one to give me direction. Take the one in Genesis 3. There's no greater prophet than God himself, and he said, I will put hostility between you and the snake and his brood. And so we must live with that in mind and take on that spirit, this righteous hostility, this righteous anger. This nation would change if Christians would rise up and run with the prophetic word God gave after the fall. It goes even further. Listen to these words, Mark 16, verse 18. They shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. The message, these are some, some, wow, of the signs that will accompany believers. I love that it says believers. Because if it said prophets, maybe you wouldn't fit. If it said pastor, maybe we wouldn't fit. If it said Christian worker, perhaps we're not in that role. But it says believers. They will throw out demons in my name. Do we believe it? They will speak in new tongues. They will take snakes in their hands. They will drink poison and not be hurt. They will lay hands on the sick and make them well. I think the Lord is saying it's going to be a people of faith, a people full of faith, driven by faith, the conviction of faith, knowing that God is true and that his word is true, understanding that they have crushing power because of the prophetic word handed to them by God. Now we understand that we can receive a prophetic word and do nothing with it. We could receive the greatest prophetic word we could ever hope to receive and squander it and do nothing with it. So will we live this word? Will we walk it out? Faith is obedience to a word from the Lord. This is a walk of faith. Don't fear the snake. Fear the God who overpowers the snake. Hear the living prophetic word of the Lord tonight. Genesis 3, verse 14. So the Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, you are cursed more than all cattle and more than every beast of the field. On your belly you shall go and you shall eat dust all the days of your life. The truth is, he is a dust eater. The Bible says that to dust we shall return. It's only because of Jesus. Only Jesus can take this dust that we are and turn it divine. Dust that the enemy cannot consume. He is feeding off dust that isn't redeemed every day. He's groveling in the dust. What do we gain after losing everything? After losing everything in this way, after losing our life that we might find life, losing ourselves in the mystery of Christ, losing ourselves 
in His grace amidst the fall. What have you received? What do we receive tonight? Perhaps we don't even understand what we've received. The greatness of what we have received. We have received the promise of God. We have received a prophetic word. It is a sure word. It is a word that will see you through every season of life, knowing that though the enemy would strike your heel, you will crush the enemy's head. God is saying you are more than an overcomer. We've received a word that will strengthen us, it will comfort us, it will inspire and it will drive us, a word that brings strength to us, a word, yes, that heals us, a word that causes a holy anger to burn inside of us, a word that has been fulfilled and is being fulfilled in our living. This word is being fulfilled. This prophetic word found in Genesis 3, we are fulfilling it every day. Have you been speaking and walking in line with the prophetic word you have received? Have you been lifting your heel? Genesis 3, 15, he will crush your head and you will strike his heel. I want to read Romans 16, 19, and 20 in the J.B. Phillips New Testament. These are such beautiful words. Listen to them tonight. Your loyalty to the principles of the gospel is known everywhere. And that gives me great joy. I want to see you experts in good and not beginners in evil. It will not be long before the God of peace will crush Satan under your feet. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Lift up your heel and crush the head of the enemy. The Voice Bible reads the stories about the way you are living in obedience to God have traveled to all the churches. Can this be said of our living, of our lives? So celebrate your faithfulness to God that is being displayed in your lives. Seek wisdom about the good life and remain innocent when it comes to evil. If you do this, the God of peace will crush Satan under your feet soon. May the grace of our Lord Jesus, the anointed one, the liberating king, be ever present with you. I believe the Spirit would say to all of us here tonight, power comes to our heel through obedience and faithfulness. When we are seeking wisdom and when we are remaining innocent when it comes to evil. If we are evil, the blow against evil will not prevail. If we are evil, our heel will prove unsuccessful. If we are evil, the crushing power of God will not strengthen our heel. Can we all receive the crushing power of God? The Bible says so. Can we all find ourselves full of power? The Bible says so. Can we all find our lives anointed with this prophetic word? Yes. The question tonight is, will we be those that seek what is good, are found innocent of evil? Will we take stock of our life? Will we fulfill the prophetic word that the Lord gave? Enemies, hostility, 
Can I have the worship team return tonight? Genesis 3, verses 16 to 19. To the woman he said, I will greatly multiply your sorrow and your conception. Now you know why, ladies. In pain you shall bring forth children. Your desire shall be for your husband, and he shall rule over you. Then to Adam he said, Because you have heeded the voice of your wife and have eaten from the tree of which I commanded you, saying, You shall not eat of it. Cursed is the ground for your sake. In toil you shall eat of it all the days of your life. Both thorns and thistles it shall bring forth for you, and you shall eat the herb of the field. In the sweat of your face you shall eat bread till you return to the ground, for out of it you were taken. For dust you are, and to dust you shall return. We definitely are living in and with the after effects of the fall. I'm not saying it's an easy life. We know the pressure's against us. We know that we have an enemy. We know that there is hostility towards us by the brood of Satan. The question is, do we know what we have after really losing everything? Do we know the hope we have, the assurance we have, the power we have? We are not left hopeless. Hope has been restored. Hope was never lost. Hope is alive. Because of Jesus Christ, we are so rich. We have more than we could have ever imagined. Because of Jesus. I want to encourage all of us here tonight to start living out this prophetic word. And if we are living out the prophetic word given by the Lord at the fall, let's keep living it out all the days of our lives. Let's keep crushing the enemy's head all the days of our lives. Let's get to the point where we know when the strike is about to come. A spirit of discernment. And before the strike even comes, we lift our heel and we crush the head of the snake. Living in victory, our walk unaffected. It's amazing how many people's walk has been affected by the strike on the heel by the enemy. And so the Lord gives us this beautiful word tonight. You know, we were made a little lower than the angels. That's what the text says. But you know what's crazy? After the fall, we're joint heirs with Christ. We're the bride of Christ. Is that not incredible? Is that not amazing what the Lord has given us? What the Lord has done for us after after the fall, after sin, after waywardness, after disobedience, after rebellion, after wretchedness and wickedness? After we forsook everything, and look what he has come and given us, everything and more. He's come with even greater benefits, even a greater relationship, even a greater hope. If that doesn't shoot adrenaline into your souls, I don't know what will. If this doesn't get you excited, there might not be hope for you. Let's stand tonight. I just wrote down a few things. 
want to take a moment tonight and just begin to thank him. We're coming to Good Friday. Would you just begin to thank him that you're forgiven? Would you thank him that you're accepted? Would you thank him tonight that you are loved? Would you thank him tonight that you are chosen? That you are redeemed? Would you thank him tonight that you are set free? Would you thank him tonight that you are healed? That you have been given purpose? That death is overcome? That the grave is defeated? You fill in the list tonight. You fill in the blanks tonight. Thank you, Lord. Out of a heart of gratitude, just begin to pour forth your praise, your thanks to the Lord. Lord, I thank you for redeeming my life. It's that simple. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord.